Rose for the lady, sir. Rose for the lady. She'd love a lovely rose, sir. Martin. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, live from London's glittering West End basement flat, Harry Hill and the Family Hill. Calypso, she sails on the ocean, an everyday housewife who gave up the good life for me. Welcome to my world. And this week we're all on the powerful aphrodisiac, the tears of an elk. There's some sad things known to man, but there ain't too much sadder than the tears of an elk. Well, I saw a rather odd sight last night. Now, you know those electrified fly-catching grills? Or bug zappers, right? I am the bug zapper. I am the lyrical gangster. <laughs> the fly flies towards the light, and we've all seen him do it, right? We've all seen him. It flies towards the light, it hits the electrified fly-catching grill, and is killed. I saw a fly the other night flying towards that light. We've all seen him do it. But about a centimetre from the grill, it had a heart attack. <laughs> but the momentum kept it going. It hit the grill, the electric shock just restarted its little heart. <laughs> what are the chances of that happening, eh? But before we go anywhere, let's just hear the sound of Bruce Forsyth having his pants twanged. <laughs> Sorry, Bruce. <laughs> Sorry, Bruce. Nasty. <laughs> yes, I'm back with me mum, me dad, me brother Alan, the self-styled deflated space hopper Nana Hill, and of course, the eeny meeny miny midgets, my adopted son, little Alan, who we discovered at the end of the last series by the tests of my chief scientist, Finsbury Park. <laughs> was a robin. 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 All right. All right, my little robin in his robin's nest, which, of course, was a spin-off from Man About the House. <laughs> Tiny Alan, the robin, who, due to a surgeon's dirty fingernail, is only able to communicate by the tapping method. That's one tap for yes. Tip. Tip, tip. Two taps for no. Tip, tip, tip. And a little bit of blur to express an interest in the opposite sex. I wonder, you know, I wonder, you know, Harry, whether it's partly to do with his beak. What about his beak? He hasn't got one. Well, I had a parrot once without a beak. It couldn't crack open nuts, but it had a lovely smile. <laughs> It's a bit like Toya Wilcox. It's a myth to be. It's a myth to be. You know, my dad always used to say to me, always fight fire with fire. And that's why he was thrown out the fire brigade. <laughs> and now the sound of Tony Bennett getting into some really tight trousers. I left my... Oh, oh, oh. San Francisco. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Don't 
Have you got it there? They are tight, those trousers, aren't they? Hey? Well, what could be funnier than a lovely clown? Hey? The big red nose. Mmm, funny makeup. Yellow teeth, bad breath. <laughs> so let's go over behind the scenes at the circus and see how the clowns are getting on in our sometime soap, Clown 4200. How was it tonight, Jojo? Not so good, Jojo. I pulled string on wick, but side flaps not go up. Did you try pulling toggle harder? I tried pulling toggle harder. I tried fingering main oh. toggle supply pulley. <laughs> I tried forcing wing not mirror was flap jar or elevator. <laughs> Nothing works. In the end, I have to raise side with flaps manually. You have to, you have to raise the side flaps manually? That's what I said, didn't I? What did the clown union find out about <laughs> this? Moving side flaps up with finger is against the union rules, Coco. How is they going to find out, huh? Anyways, time for me to go back on. Ladies and gentlemen, Coco the Clown. Oh, dear. Poor Coco. If Union finds out, he and he big trouble. Who is it? Open up. It's I, Ben Kingsley of the Clown Union. <laughs> I'm investigating allegations of manual elevation of wig side flaps. Well, that's very exciting, that, Alan, isn't it, eh? Yeah. More oh, unlucky, though, those wig flaps not going up. Ooh, I've never heard of such a thing happening. Mm, very exciting. Have you ever heard of such a thing, Alan? No. No, I didn't think so. It's very no. exciting. <laughs> well, we in the fruit corner were all big fans of Ginger Rogers and her partner, Red Adair. <laughs> the firefighting ace. And we pay tribute to that firefighting team now. Stamp it out! Stamp! Stamp! Woo! Ginger Rogers and Red Adair there. <laughs> now, many of you will have heard the rumours that I am Zainab Badawi. <laughs> that Zainab Badawi and myself are, in fact, one and the same. So I've agreed to take the truth drug, Savlon, <laughs> and be hypnotised at the same time to answer questions on this matter proved to the waiting press, once and for all, that I am not Zainab Badawi. Dad, inject the Savlon! Don't you want me to do that? Finsbury Park! It is I, Finsbury Park, fully qualified doctor, scientist and chop analyzer specialising in pork, but likes lamb as well. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. All right. <laughs> That's later, all right. That's later. Thing that you can reconstruct a beak for my little son. There's only one way to find out, boss, and that is to examine the main face using my special new tests. Which are? The barn owl test. To it. To woo. The gold crest test. Always best. Chaffinch emissions. As used on Peter Sissons. And, of course, the lapwing. Lapwing and ding ding. Good. The only thing is, mate, we're going to need some more chops down in the lab to keep morale up. Pork? No! Hey? No. Don't help him. Don't help him, don't dare, help him. Dare I say lamb? Oh. Much obliged. <laughs> Harry, did you know that there's enough poison in a crab to kill a crab? I do now. Cheerio! Oi, before you go, aren't you going to inject this savlon? I just did, Harry. You? I never felt a thing. Ooh, wait a minute. Oh, I'm feeling all... more. Oh, I'm... Oh. Oh. <laughs> Good evening, I'm Zainab Badawi and here is the news. 
News just in from Calcutta, where it has been discovered that Mother Teresa, although looking about five foot two, is in fact over six foot tall. <laughs> Scientists say that if you lift up her skirt, she's in fact kneeling down on the skateboard. <laughs> she relies on her flunkies to pull her along. She's not short, she's lazy. A white-faced, tight-lipped, horn-rimmed, mealy-mouthed Princess Anne denied rumours today that she used to like Mark, Captain Mark Phillips to strip completely naked, paint himself brown, put a pair of white socks on and a tiny pair of white patent leather shoes, strap a baby car seat on his back, and pretend he was a shy horse. And that's all from the news desk, from me, Zainab Adawi. Harry, are you all right? Ooh, what were the results? Oh, God, what am I going to tell him? He has to be told the truth, but if I tell him he's really Zeni Badawi, it'll break his heart in two. So I am Zeni Badawi. Oh, no, he suspects that I've not been entirely honest with him. I, I... What are you doing, Alan? What? Well, it's all this... Oh, no, he suspects I don't... <laughs> I can hear what you're saying. Oh, I thought they were like my thoughts and that you couldn't hear them. But you're standing right next to me. Oh, no, he seems to have been able to read my thoughts. Alan! Stop it! Well, I bought a lovely record the other day. Lovely record. Desmond Tutu sings Motown Madness and Fleetwood Mac. Stop! You mean me? Before you break my heart! I'm Harry. James Horn, my accountant! Yes, Harry, listen, Harry, I should point out, that record you bought, Desmond Tutu sings Motown, Madness and Fleetwood Mac. Mm -hmm. That's a personal item, you can't claim that against tax. My advice is to put it down as office furniture, do you understand? <laughs> I think I do. Jolly good, I'll be at Ford Open Prison Office if you need me. Top security wing. <laughs> Top security wing? Yes, we get our own key, but it's sometimes quite stiff in the lock. <laughs> well, we get a lot of letters on the show. And we've had a letter from regular listener, Bunty Hoven, who writes... Dear Harry, I've had shingles, I've had arthritis, I've paid 15 pence for throwaway lighters, but more seriously... Writes Bunty. I do like the clothes in Burton's, by the way. Yeah, yeah they, they are they? good, aren't mm. they? Very nice. <laughs> but more seriously, writes Bunty, I can't remember which is worse, shingles or arthritis. Can you please refresh my memory? <laughs> well, of course, the only way to settle that one was to have a shingles versus arthritis fight. <laughs> Earlier in the week, we sent Mum out to catch shingles, and we've uh, we've got it in this Tupperware pot here. Shingles come, shingles go. Tell me yes, and then you tell me no. Shingles moving along. The shingles, shingles there, and uh, I contracted arthritis many years ago to repoint the front wall. And we've. We've got the arthritis in this beaker. So we got the arthritis and the shingles and we put them together and they started fighting, right? But just at the last minute, both were completely knocked out by a completely different disease. It's a fungal infection and I've got it in this suitcase. It's thrush! Settle that for you, Bunty. <laughs> a new item now. Yes, an item called Chris Eubank Explains. 
week, the charismatic middleweight explains how to rewire a plug. Hello, thank you. I'm a boxer, I'm a fighter. I am an electrician. First, unscrew the base of the plug, that's what it is. See? You take the blue neutral wire, this is the neutral wire. That's for that's what the wire is, you see? It is a neutral wire. You're in the wire, that's what I'm saying of neutral strength is the wire. The, the, the blue wire. The, the... Well, I think that's enough of... Uh... Okay, I think we get the, the picture. Let me get the picture there. Chris Paraface Eubank there. The... Nice, uh... <laughs> nice to have a new item. Yes, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know that, um, you know that green ball that you get with the washing powder liquid? It's a green ball, isn't it, you get with the washing... When I say washing powder, it's not a powder or a liquid, it's a powder liquid, isn't it? It's two of them working as a team, highly effective, right? The powder liquid, two of them working as a team, powder and liquid, right? A bit like Tall and Dean, very good on the ice, very good on the ice, that was their great strength. You get them outside in the street, they're all over the place. <laughs> that green ball you get with the washing powder liquid, how are you supposed to get your clothes in that? <laughs> hmm? I find I can get a pair of pants and a hanky. <laughs> I'm having to buy 15 of these balls to make up the load. Difficulty cracking nuts? Finding it hard to gather twigs? You need a beak. Beaks available now from all good stockists. Look for the sign that says beaks. Beaks, you know they're good. Sound anywhere. It's drive time, oldies but goodies. A goody goody yum yum. <laughs> Need your extra time and your get her off me. Kiss. Certainly does have a powerful kiss, Alan. How so? Yes, Harry. Due to the powerful cheat built up over years of desperately trying to keep her teeth in, <laughs> Nana Hill is able to create enough negative pressures to be able to suck in the hump of a camel. <laughs> There's nothing quite as refreshing as the hump of a camel. A drink's too wet without one. <laughs> As we know, Nana here test drives a different vehicle every week. And what'll it be this week, my natural-born kisser? I test drive this week a Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> Nana, with these Rocher, you are spoiling us. How does she handle? Excellence. Points out of two, Nan. One, 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 one. Two, Harry. Two, very well done to you. <laughs> two, because... Although it looks lovely in the packaging and that, when you get it open, well, it's just like a nut covered in chocolate spread with Rice Krispies sprinkled on the top. Nana Hill, alive, alive, oh, eight, nine, eight, double five, double five, double five. What have been your magic moments? I've swerved down life's autobahn. You could say I've not been a quitter. Yet I do have the odd reservation about that skiing holiday with Hitler. <laughs> His little moustache got frostbite as we skied down the hill at dawn and he ended up in a gorse bush and caught his ball on a thorn. <laughs> well, he only had one, you see, Harry. He was taking it down the hill and we're going to play five-a-side football with Rommel and the boys. <laughs> Hill there, wooden dog, and I'll be just in bed. Baggy trousers! Baggy trousers! Baggy trousers! <laughs> <laughs>
You know, when you see a star on television, you're trying to think, where have I seen him before? Tricky, isn't it? I find that one way, one way, one way, <laughs> one way to remember is to associate every star with a particular suite as a sort of aid memoir. So, Curly Whirly, Liz Hurley, <laughs> Bazooka Joe, Riddick Bow, there's just two of them for you. <laughs> well, I find if you hollow out a pumpkin, you can get about 15 shirts in there. To me, <laughs> they are tight, those trousers, aren't they? Harry, ab about this pension scheme we all pay into. Look, Martin, you're a bit hard up, am I right? Well, yes. Right, so I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll cook you up a lovely big onion, how about that, eh? <laughs> eh? You know, in Pulp Fiction, when he opens that suitcase up, you know, there's that gold glow, isn't there? You know what he's got in there, don't you? Caramac. <laughs> Caramac, Hargreaves Jack. <laughs> now, some of you may remember the last series of Fruit Corner. Yes! <laughs> Thank you. Well, last series, one of the guests we had on the show was Bert Kwok. And Bert enjoyed it so much that when we came to sweep out the Fruit Corner the next day, we found him curled up in a little ball under one of the main thrones here. He begged us to let him stay. <laughs> and told us that if he was allowed to build a nest, Hopefully he would meet a nice chicken. <laughs> eggs would come and he would allow a certain number of those eggs earmarked for me. Now, I like an egg, we all do. <laughs> so I've agreed to let Bert stay as chicken lure and mate. Welcome him now, the one and only Mr. Bert Kwok. <laughs> Servant. The nest is looking nice. Yes, Harry. I've lined it with tummy button fluff. <laughs> As you know, the tummy button is like a magnet for fluff. And by simply stripping off to my pants and rolling around on the floor, I'm able to gather enough fluff in the tummy button to line the nest and still have some left over for special occasions. Such as? Ramadan. <laughs> Ramadan ding dong. Any, any sign of that chicken yet? Uh, not yet, Harry, but it won't be long now. Any day now, my chicken will come. So when, 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 and Little N, when, 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 will you try to supply one for me? Oh, well, thank you, Bert. Um, do you want to dress me now? Uh, yes, Harry. Let me just warm this spoon. <laughs> so, first step... And just that... And now, the two Simon and Garfunkel. Gee, but it's great to be back home. Keep that bloody noise, Joe! <laughs> Sherbert Dip, David Yip. 
You can just about get two vests in a turnip. Well, I'm sure we all remember Winston Churchill, the plucky red-haired paper boy from Croydon. But, but you know, there was another Winston Churchill who fought our corner during the war and inspired us all with his speeches. But like most of these sort of things, he didn't get it right first time. We will fight them on the beaches and on the parking meters. <laughs> now, can we do that again? OK, Mr Churchill. We will fight them on the beaches and on the parking... Oh, buggeration, I've done it again. Sorry, can we... All right, Winnie, take your time now. Yes. <clears throat> we will fight them on the... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody give him a glass of water. <laughs> and the rest, of course, is all, well, all kinds of different things, isn't it? By the way, by the way, Alan, I took Phil to the vets this week. Why'd you do that? It's Phil the dog. Hey! How you doing, Harry man, hey? All right, Phil, all right. Down boy, down hey, boy. Hey, Harry man, you know you sent me for that operation to have my testicles removed? <laughs> yes. Why'd you do that? <laughs> supposed to make you more placid. Placid? I was livid, man. I was livid. <laughs> it's still sore down there, man. It's still sore. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Don't stop. He just sent me here. Quiet, Desmond. <laughs> Quiet. We will fight them. <laughs> Why you do that? <laughs> Top of a plastic football, put your clothes in that. <laughs> now then. <laughs> oh, bloody farm. When do I get my lovely big onion, Harry? <laughs> as soon as it's ready, Martin. You know, during the war, my nan, if there was a horse walking down the street, she used to follow it with a shovel. Yeah. And if it made a mess in the road, she'd run up behind it, hit her over the head with the shovel, and shout, Don't do that again. <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was a hundred years ago that a young Scottish scientist working in the British island of Scotland using <laughs> just rudimentary equipment at the first ever broadcast of Blankety Blank <laughs> was made. I think we've got a bit of that coming up now. takes me back. And to follow that, what could be better than the Pope tap dancing? Me. 
238. <laughs> and that's the sound that tells me it's time for our special celebrity guest. Please be upstanding for Raymond Baxter! <laughs> Raymond, welcome. Hello, Harry. Just read from the card, Ray. Right. Um, <coughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Harry, it would not be an exaggeration to say that I love you. Was that all right? <laughs> oh, very nice. Well, now then, Ray, you are, of course, best known for your knowledge of the Marble Arch branch of CNA. Yes. <laughs> when it comes to lingerie, CNA get top marks for style and their Oxford Street shops are the places to find top fashion looks at really, really low prices. <laughs> In the lingerie department, for example, there are three basic ranges. Briefs, bikini briefs, and the ever-increasingly popular mini bikinis. <laughs> Prices range from 49p for a cotton mini bikini to, to 125 for French knickers. Three fabrics are available, all with cotton gussets. The bra range includes crossover front styles, front fastening halter necks, and plunging styles, and prices from 99p. But stop before you use the word cheap. <laughs> Everything that bears the CNA label is of the highest quality. I see, but, um... You also did Tomorrow's World, didn't you? <laughs> yes, that's right, Harry. It must have been great being on such an innovative show. Nah, never mind that, Harry. We got in every week to Top of the Pops. We got right up in front. It was unbelievable. All right, all right, calm down, calm down, Ray. Just stop dancing for a second, will you? The problem with being on Tomorrow's World, Harry, you were always sort of looking forward to tomorrow and not enjoying the present. But the good news is that it has meant me ending up with a really good pension scheme. But, but, <laughs> but of course, the tomorrow of, of your tomorrow's world is today, isn't it, now? <laughs> so really, all those past tomorrow's worlds should be renamed today's worlds for anyone watching them now or indeed tomorrow. I do like clothes in Burton's, though. <laughs> There's a song you want to sing, isn't there, Ray? Is there? <laughs> oh, yes. oh, yes, yes, mm. yes. Sorry, Harry, there is, yes. A futuristic song of the future. Yes, that sums up the whole philosophy of tomorrow's world today. <laughs> By the way, I've got to be quick. I've got my C5 outside on a meter. <laughs>
Alan Baxter there. Harry, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but this onion you cooked me... Yes, Martin? Are these your pants in it? <laughs> that was Harry Hill's Fruit Corner, written by and starring Harry Hill, with Bert Kwok, Edna Dory, Al Murray, Martin Hyder, Matt Bradstock, and our special guest, Raymond Baxter. With music by Cliff Ranger and the Cliff Ranger Singers, the producer is Joan Magnuson.